0: The most profound spiritual teachers of all time say the same thing in different ways. Quiet the mind and listen within. Over the last 10 years of my life, I've been asking the same question. Can it really be that simple? This blogcast is about my journey to the answer. I'm Kayla Cresiglia, and you're listening to Intuition Academy. Hello and welcome to episode 7. So today I wanted to dig deep into my voice memos in my phone and I came across a voice memo that was really, really fun to me and I thought that this would be an amazing platform to share it on. A long time ago about three years ago now, I started writing what I thought would be my memoir. And basically over the last two years, especially the last full year especially, but over the last three years, I've been journaling and doing voice memos and just writing whenever it feels right to me, whenever it feels flowy to me about my experiences. The first instant that I did this was just a moment in November of 2018 when I opened the voice, or I I opened the notes in my phone, actually, and I wrote a very simple statement. It all started when I moved my TV. And I thought that this would be the, and maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe it still will be, but I thought that this would be, it felt so inspired, and I thought that this would be the very first line in my memoir. It all started when I moved my TV. At the point in time when I recorded Um, When I took this this little note, I was still living in my first apartment, I was still working at a dead-end job that I hated with all of my life, I was really unhappy in my relationship, and at that point in time, I considered it toxic, which in today, this mindset of mine now, I look back and I know that it wasn't toxic, but In the state of mind that I was back then, I believed it was toxic, and that I needed to leave because of that. And Basically, I started using this note to take really profound moments, whenever I felt inspired, whenever I felt the inner voice wanted to add on to that bit of story, whenever it felt important to add on to that little bit of story. And so I scrolled through my voice memos today and I found a voice note that I took a few months ago of me reading this document. And I've been adding to this document, which isn't even that long. I think the voice memo is about 13 to 15 minutes long, but it catalogs these these moments of thought and shifting when I felt really stuck in 2018 to feeling completely liberated and and knowing that I need to take the next big step, which was moving across the country without my significant other like I thought I was going to do. And so basically this, this voice memo that I'm going to have you listen to is the progression from 2018, when I was still so stuck and I was still living so much in the mind, to just in March of this year, when I took the biggest leap of my life and left my hometown, everybody that I know and love, back in my hometown in Indiana and moved across the country to northern Washington all by myself, which at the time felt like the scariest thing that I could ever possibly do. And so I hope you enjoy it. I was, I, I feel weird talking about myself this way, but I'm learning more and more that this is good, this is okay. I was actually moved to tears when I was listening to myself reading this. So I hope that you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed listening to it. And let's go to the recording! I want to record today this, I don't know, like semi-long um, document that I have in my notes. I started writing this in on November 8th, 2018. Right before Anthony and I broke up, I started writing this. When I started to feel like things were really starting to shift for me, Um, I'll recognize it as soon as I start reading it. It all started when I moved my TV into my bedroom. Uh, Or at least, it will. I haven't actually done it yet, but when I do, things will really start to change. You see, I have this dream A dream where my life is open-ended. I don't sit in this apartment watching TV every night. I don't sit behind a desk and plug numbers all day. I don't wake up before the sun and drag myself out of bed screaming, why am I doing this to myself in my head? That's why I'm moving my TV. I don't think I have enough willpower to get rid of it altogether yet, but I know if it's in my bedroom that I won't use it as a distraction as often. I'll have to sit in the quiet and face that discomfort while pondering all the things I'd rather be doing. Maybe then I'll do some actual work. Maybe then I'll start moving instead of staying stagnant within this cloud of complete misery and crippling doubt. I need to do something. I need something to change. Please, God, give me the strength to move my TV. It all started when I broke up with my boyfriend. Another lie. It's been nearly five days since we've spoken, though. His idea. Definitely not mine. He he needs this, or so he says. Then things will change, babe. Then I'll be more present within our relationship. Whatever you say. To me, it's already over. To me, it's been over for months, and I've been prolonging it because I hoped for something different. And it's really hard getting it wrong. Why couldn't he just be different Love's supposed to change you, make you more than what you already are. All he's done is stay stubbornly the same while I drag all our problems around by myself. But he'd call them my problems, not ours. Never taking any type of responsibility. My fault, my problem, mine, not his. My therapist says when a partner puts you in the state of mind, making you question your beliefs and wants and needs, that it has a way of showing up the rest of your life. Hence my overwhelming sense of confusion and almost irrational sense of lack. So, when I break up with my boyfriend, things will be different. Please, God, give me the strength to break up with my boyfriend. I really started to understand that it was over when a dear friend said something over dinner. Such a simple thing. I'd been trying to decide between two entries on the menu, and she said, it's easier than you're making it, just think. What's the thing that keeps buzzing in the back of your head, the thought that doesn't quit? That's what you should order. I felt almost instantly the resonation this idea could have with any other area of my life, and breaking up with my boyfriend had been buzzing in the back of my head for months. When I think about it, he'd been asking me to accept him for months, years. I did my best while we were together, and the kicker now is that I know leaving him was the only way I could truly accept him. By leaving, I was saying true, I was staying true to what I want while setting him free to truly be himself, and I myself through our breakup. I feel as if I love him more unconditionally now than I was ever able to within our relationship. The day after I mustered up enough anger and courage to end things with A, I moved my TV Actually, I moved everything. I didn't want a single movable object in my apartment to stay in the same place. So, I spent hours moving and grunting and reshaping to hopefully fit the newly freed Kayla. I'm not sure yet if things have changed at all. All I know is this, my inner state is happy again, giddy even. I'm myself. I'm seeing my future with a newfound optimism and I'm no longer grouchy on the fact that I'm stuck because I'm not. I'm free. I'm free to create my future the way I want it to look. It's interesting when reflecting how, when one door closes, another really does open. The less resistance, the less doubt, worry, and concern, the more quickly the exchange of closing and opening occurs. I found such peace in this ending that a new beginning naturally came into being. I remember years ago, after losing my first love to a bullet, I was drawn to the outdoors when my heart started racing and I became lost in a spiral of negative mind chatter. I would walk nature trails and try to give off as much love and kindness as I could muster to every living and non-living thing in my path. I would imagine my love as a veil, and I would practice stretching it out and out and out, so my love was covering rocks a few steps in front of me, then cars a mile down the road, some random people in their houses, to the planes flying miles and miles above my head, and even to the unknown stretches of the universe in hopes that it was somehow reaching him. I would feel the love so deeply that I would get chills up and down my entire body whenever I imagined my love stretching further and further. All we do now is laugh and laugh at stupid sounds the other makes, the facial expressions that pair with the sounds, and our follow-up reactions to the sounds and facial expressions. We laugh so hard that tears run down my face and my sides hurt, and it just gets weirder and weirder the longer it goes on. We tap our foreheads with our pointer fingers when the other says something that the other was thinking. And it happens so much that I'm shocked that we aren't left with indentations where our finger hits over and over again. It's either this way or we lay quietly and contentedly watching TV or listening to vinyls or our favorite albums through the Bluetooth on my record player. Pink Floyd, the National Parks, Kurt Vile, sometimes Neil Young. It's like time stops when I'm with him and after less than two months I know he's the partner I've been asking for. I see the future in him. We are rolling through the hills of Tuscany. He's lugging a bulky backpack as we hike through the Pacific. He's helping me shove the last of our belongings into a truck as we prepare to leave Indiana for good. So why, when I see this so clearly, do I feel so stuck, so impatient? Like moving my TV, like ending my, rela- my toxic relationship would stop the feeling of stagnation or discontentment from taking me over once again. In my own way, I'm having trouble letting go of… something. I need to dig myself out of this hole, the hole which is my job, my apartment, my location. I thought moving my TV and ending my relationship was the something, but as time goes by I think I'm the something. Do I think I'm not good enough? Do I think I'll fail, or that I'll be let down when I achieve what I want in life? Are these things I really want, and if so, why am I not reaching out and taking hold of them? I'm learning as time goes on that nothing is holding me back outside of myself. I choose the path. I choose to focus. I choose the limitations. I see a clear path, but I fear stepping onto it. I feel the pull, but resist against it. This is me. I seek relief, yet never beckon the call. Even now, as I write these words, I know I hold myself in a place of wanting instead of allowing. But I grow stronger in this knowing every day. My inner voice grows stronger as I let it in more frequently and the fear lessens with every passing day. There are two things I know in life currently. One, I always want to be with you. And two, I always want to be eating sushi. Sushi and neon green socks. It's fascinating how a pair of neon green socks can make me so happy. Just the sight of them balled up on the floor where he decided to take them off makes my heart purr like a damn cat. Isn't that something people usually get angry about? Someone leaving their socks on the floor? God, those people are doing it all wrong. It's just interesting how you wake up some mornings and know things are different. You have more clarity in knowing, your perspective shifts. I woke feeling just this way today. I had a feeling before I went to bed that this would happen. I felt it coming on all week. I just needed to let myself get there. Now I feel things shifting. No time has turned into time. Anxiety has turned into knowing. Things are actually changing and I am moving in the direction I want to go. Time. Once felt too short and now feels too long. Some of the greatest teachers have pointed towards the jump. Jumping onto things that come along and feel right. Take the leap. I understand it more and more each day. More pointedly because as more time passes the more time there is for thought and doubt and fear. Every day, it's a new wrestling match. I feel my inner fight, the doubtful part and the reassuring part. I'll have a negative thought, catch it immediately, and counter with positivity. But it's so exhausting. Which part is me? And why is the negative side there at all? I truly believe the rational, positive part is me. I feel completely in control of that voice. But the negative one still pokes its head in frequently, and I'm left lulling it to silence like a crying child. I'd love nothing more than to blink it out of existence. Maybe one day I will. All I know is I need new. New places, new faces, new scenery, new energy, new thoughts. I want fresh and different, and I know I won't find it until these next three months are up. I've already made the switch. I've already decided I'm done with Indiana and my job in this apartment. I've already made the switch. So it all started when it started. And that's how it always starts, right? Right? a million starts. A journey is just starting a series of new things, just a moving forward, looking within, hating the answers, and shutting it out to find out later that the voice was right and you should probably start listening. That's a start too. And so I find myself at a crossroads, which arguably can't be dubbed a crossroads because I already know the next step I will take. The step will be easy because I've visualized myself taking the step so many times, but it's also a crippling step, a tormenting step. A step that once is taken can never be taken back i know no matter what this next step brings i will be okay i will survive i will thrive i will flourish whatever this next step brings i will grow from i want josh to be a part of this next step but i can take this step without him maybe maybe that's the point to prove to myself and to the universe that i can and am willing to do this alone And I finished recording this at 1234 p.m. (laughs) And until next time, quiet the mind, listen within, and always follow the joy.